0: Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 12 of the Oki Geek podcast. I'm Michael Cross, along with Devin Green, Joshua Unruh, and Chase Harvick. Well, over the first week in October, pop culture geeks are descending on Film Row for the first ever FrackFest to take part in a celebration of games, films, graphic novels, and more. And here to talk about it is the founder of FrackFest, award-winning documentarian, George Adams, George, great to have you here.
1: Thank you very much. Thunderous round of applause.
2: Oh, George! Welcome.
3: Shameless,
1: shameless. I know. I love to hear the applause. Thank you.
2: Our first non-related to somebody guest. I was gonna say, and welcome to our parents'
3: basement. (laughs) 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 Hope (laughs) hope you find everything. I love the decor. Good.
0: (laughs) This fantastic, yes. We We worked worked very hard
3: on it. it.
1: The bad couch and everything.
0: (laughs) We're gonna put a wet bar in eventually. The
3: vintage real genius poster is totally mine. Just FYI.
2: Awesome. Of course,
0: everyone can see this on Periscope, which we are airing right now. Uh, that, uh, Chase is is running around with, with my cell phone trying to show that, which is every now and then popping up things from ESPN, so please excuse me for that. Um, George, tell us ab- ab- about what, what
1: is FrackFest. FrackFest. FrackFest is a an underground, and underground, I want to speak correct, uh, my, my, my grammar, uh, is an underground film festival, multimedia festival, where in... Games, comic books, graphic novels, and underground films collide. And FrackFest, the the name I think is totally appropriate for Oklahoma.
2: (laughs) Absolutely.
3: And geeks.
2: And nerds. That's right. There were were people at the table when we were talking about names that were like, and, of course, (laughs) it's fake cursing on Battlestar Galactica.
1: Nailed it. That's Right. right. Yeah. Right.
0: And, of course, it causes our yes.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, well, yeah. And we're, it, we're at uh, like over 500 already for this year. We're going to hit almost 1,000 by the end of the year, not yes. to change the subject. Well, yeah, no.
2: I mean, it, it only makes sense because it's literally a groundbreaking festival. It is. Ah, it is. There, there you go. There. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's wow. why Josh gets Free paid.
0: Tag paid, paid Have Free more, tagline.
1: More and more puns. <laughs> More
0: and
4: And more direct injecting culture into Oklahoma.
1: Ooh, injecting. Well, that's the, yeah, that's exactly the type of verbiage we're using. So, yeah,
3: I love
0: it. Yeah. Well, George, let me ask you the the thing that I've asked all our co hosts when we started this podcast, which is what got you into the geeky things you find yourself interested in now? Oh,
1: gosh. Um, I guess uh, falling in love with uh, Uvura on Star Trek when Mm -hmm. I was about six years old. I mean, that probably did it. My mom telling me I can't watch Star Trek. So I had to sneak the reruns. <laughs> so that's probably what started it.
0: Your mom telling you you couldn't watch Star Trek? Yeah.
1: See, I'm old enough, though, that I was watching first first run. I didn't oh, know okay. what, rerun, <laughs> what reruns were back then. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. at that
0: time it was it was subversive television.
1: It was, because, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Sure. Are you kidding? Sure. Especially
0: I'm sure in Oklahoma, Were you in Oklahoma when no, you, were, oh, no, 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 were you No, when you grow
1: up? Sorry, I don't, no, no offense to Oklahomans. No, I'm not a <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> That sounded terrible. There are a few uh, of us. Yeah, no, I'm originally from Los Angeles. Okay. I I grew up under the under the Hollywood sign and two blocks away from the uh, lived two blocks away from paramount studios wow for many years it's so so. unusual to hear a filmmaker who goes from la to oklahoma
0: rather than the other way around
1: exactly exactly <laughs> no i lived on both coasts and i thought i'd give the midwest a try we're so, a lot of fun here so. yeah. yeah, we are yeah cheap gas cheap place to live and mm-hmm. i'm a four-hour flight from either coast so i mean you can't can't beat it so people you know. come to
0: frackfest what can they what are they going to see
1: uh, all kinds of fun stuff. I mean, we're going to have a, a cosplay fashion show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have Artists Alley, where we've got uh, uh, local artists, as well as I guess we've got a couple of artists coming down from uh, Kansas to show off their wares. The The floor is actually open, so if you're an artist out there listening, uh, go to the website. We'll announce that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, we're, we're accepting all shapes, sizes, and colors of artists and gamers. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing... Um, Full tabletop gaming. Uh, we're also going to be actually trying some new games. Our, our, our game master, Johnny Payne, will be uh, inter, uh, introducing new games. So that'll be fun. And then we've got 60 hours, roughly 55 hours worth of underground films that have never been seen here in Oklahoma. So it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be something for everybody. What kind of films are we talking about?
3: Yeah.
1: Underground films. I mean, we've got titles like I Need to Poop. It's a one-minute, 15-second short film. And, uh, yeah, so your imagination can run away with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, we, and we've got, uh, we've got films actually from all over the world. We've got an Australian film that we'll, that we'll uh, be screening. We've also got a film from France that's got a lot of upside-down camera movement and nudity. So there you Fantastic. go. Fantastic. Thank you, I France. A, I have a quick question. Well, I'm, sure. I'm captured.
3: Mm-hmm. Where did you, um, from where did you call this um, I would it, I would assume it's curated a selection of films. Did you just take open call and and curate them yourself, or was there a team working on it? Yeah, we've
1: got I've got a, a board of directors, um, and we have a team. Uh, Tom Powers is the one that's uh, he pulled some volunteers together, and they've been screening the films. And we have an actual um, uh, you know form that we fill out, so we grade each film based on on style, based on favorite scene, um, camera work, uh, story, character, you know, those types of things. And so they would grade them from one to five, five being best, and one being the worst. And so they come up with, a, a, like I said, a grading system. It was open call. We, we f- put a uh, without-a-box um, program together they are a website where filmmakers from around the world can sign in and uh, submit their films to film festivals all over the world. So we were a part of that. And we've got, uh, actually, we got quite a few, quite a few um, submissions through, just through that and word of mouth.
3: Will
2: some of those more international filmmakers be making it
1: to the actual uh, festival, or do you know yet? That's what we're hoping. We Actually, the, the deadline is the end of August, and we'll mm-hmm. be sending out notices on the 1st of September. And that's the idea that we'll get people. We actually do have a, a few local people that, that have said that they'll be here as well. So, yeah, we'll hopefully get people from around the world to cool. come here to a little OKC. Very cool. Very cool. Very
2: cool. Well, I mean, it just, it just makes sense. I mean, Film Row has a lot of that like the history, um, you know, as being part unexpectedly, this little chunk of Oklahoma right. city mm-hmm. is very, you know, deeply involved in the history of right. the movies. So right. it's really cool to, um, I mean, in this, you know, much more, um, I guess DIY, like, I mean, it's much easier to make a movie now than right. it ever has been. Oh, to, absolutely! to circle that back around and make it part of that. Right. N- right. As we make the history, right. it's really well, cool. yeah.
1: 25, 30 years ago when, 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 uh, videotape made the debut uh i think it was francis coppola said that that some little girl in wichita will have a video camera and will make the quintessential the best film ever Mm -hmm. the flip side of that is though that the the media and and editing software and cameras are so prolific that that film could be lost and we'll never see it right yeah i mean that's the flip side of it
0: yeah, and it, the good thing is, I, with all these advancements in technology, it's easier to edit, it's easier to shoot a mm-hmm. film, but you still need great writing, sure. you still need great editing. It sure. does not take the place of the artistry of creating great movies, Correct. great film, right. which I guess it's actually, I guess you can't really call it film anymore because it's not on film, but great, creating a great story is still not going away, it Doesn't matter how good the technology is, you Correct. still need that mm-hmm. great story writing.
1: I agree, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've got – and we're also doing um, two – we've got, uh, I don't know, awards. We're doing Mm -hmm. um, um, uh, an Ida Lupino Award for Women in Filmmaking. We actually have Ida Lupino's uh, biographer that will be coming out from California and joining us, and we'll be uh, giving uh, uh, a Woman in Film Award. We've also got um, adult filmmaker Bob Chin. Uh, who was the founder of, or the the person who uh, John Holmes came to know? And mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. of you who've seen porn, can we talk about porn on here? Sure, Okay, yeah. great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast, so,
2: right? So far, yeah. the only editing we've had to do is Michael cutting me out when I
1: curse. Okay. So <laughs> okay. I look forward okay. to somebody else great. getting the treatment. Yeah, that was great. only because
0: it was the first episode, and I was <laughs> right. <and> I <laughs> right. I well,
1: Bob back in the '60s was one of the first uh, to do underground films with stories and uh, so we thought it only fitting that we show one of his non-X rated probably on a hard R rated Mm -hmm. film from the from the 70s so we'll be screening that we'll and we'll uh, we'll have him out here as well so it'll be fun. Can
3: can you tell the title? No because
1: we don't have the rights yet. Okay. Okay.
3: So it'll be a surprise. Yes,
1: it will. Yeah, but once we have the rights, I'm sure we'll, we'll yeah, we'll definitely be announcing it.
0: And it's all at FrackFest.com
1: mm-hmm. is the information. I guess you guys are going to be building out
0: this website more and more as it, as we get closer to October.
1: Yes, absolutely. And you'll also be able to purchase uh, passes on on the website as well. We're setting that up so you can get a three-day pass or you can buy a day pass. We're hopefully hoping it's uh, it's inexpensive enough that you can come out and you'll have all access. You'll be able to walk through artists' alley, go see a movie. Um, hopefully we'll have our restaurant open by then. You can sit down, have a drink. We'll have three stages going, plus we're uh, this is all going to be at the Paramount OKC here on Film Row, and we're going to have the upstairs as well. So it's going to be, we've taken over the entire building. It's going cool. be a lot of fun. Very cool.
0: I was amazed. When there was a, another uh, con- Convention type thing over there uh, a, few, a couple of months ago mm-hmm. about how big that place is. Yeah, you it's huge. don't think how big the Paramount is until you're inside. Much, much it's bigger on the inside. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Really, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, originally it was just one building, and it wasn't until the 50s that the Griffith Industries on 11 North Lee purchased the building. Uh, Paramount moved out, they downsized, and uh, Griffith Industries took over the building, built over the alley, and, and uh, incorporated the the two buildings together and made the the one giant now mm-hmm. it's you know two stories in the front and it's three Labyrinth. stories in the back
3: yeah it's it's labyrinthian especially and yeah. one of my favorite parts is the the vaults like yeah i mean yeah like, i love the something doors, yeah. not everybody gets to see but right like right. where they kept the actual celluloid extremely right. flammable right. celluloid yeah. right. like in a safe place right
1: and it's surprising to me that most people that uh, that I've come in contact with here in Oklahoma don't know this history. Yeah, you know, don't know the film row history. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, nitrate uh, film motion pictures were on nitrate. That was highly explosive. And in the mid nineteen teens, there was a huge explosion, killed mm-hmm. several mm-hmm. people, and did over a hundred thousand dollars damage. Mm-hmm. That's nineteen teens money. Yeah, that's yeah. millions of dollars yeah. that's now. That's right? millions. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely. And I just love the 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 passion with which Melody was. Um and is mm-hmm. about it to the best we know, it is the last yes. of the screening rooms yes. to be used for its original yes. purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be awesome. Yeah. And then the passion with which Melody has, has poured into preserving mm-hmm. that as mm-hmm. as it was originally intended. Right. I mean, it's diversified, but you know, it is one of the last of a, of a very, very dying breed, and that she's, that integrity, I think, right. is just so We're cool.
1: talking about Melanie Garneau, who yeah, owns the sorry. building. That's okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she That's owns the... Sorry, the, I the, name drop. Yeah, right. She's my bud. Right. <laughs> uh, I love Melody. She, she and I met about seven years ago when she screened one of my early, one of my first films that I shot here in Oklahoma. And we've remained in touch ever since, and we were sitting around talking about um, doing, I wanted to do a, an entertainment center in the Paseo, and actually asked Melody if she would be a consultant, and she said, well, you can buy my business. Mm -hmm. And so my wife and I sat down with her and uh, put pen to paper. And so now we've got the entire first floor of the Paramount, and then we've got two spaces on 11 North Lee that we're putting in an 80-seat, 70-seat black box theater. So this will be, we'll have three venues, we'll have a a stage, We'll, we'll have the cinema, we'll have a stage in the Noir Bistro and Bar when that opens, and then we'll have the Paramount Theater, which will again be a black box ADC theater where we'll have plays and live music and uh, we'll have an improv group there. That's great. So this will be a nice little entertainment center to go to. That's in process right now, right?
2: Okay, because I know that you're also directing quite a few plays lately, but they're not at the Paramount yet. Yes,
1: yes, actually. They are. Yes, yes. Excellent. Oh, man. Yeah, I am. (laughs) uh, uh, Actually, as I'm sitting here. You're not uh, busy enough. No, I'm not not nearly (laughs) busy enough. I should be somewhere. I'm directing. Yeah, we're directing a show called Mr. Marmalade. It's a very dark comedy. It's about a four-year-old girl who uh, has an imaginary friend, Mr. Marmalade. Mr. Marmalade is in his 30s. He's a drug-taking, cursing, foul-mouthed, adult toy-carrying invisible friend that only she can see. So yeah, and why a four-year-old would imagine him as her imaginary friend, we don't know. You have That's to come see imaginary. the play. Come see the show. Hey, yes. Hi ensue.
3: Exactly. I hang yeah. out with Hellboy. Exactly. Just, right. just saying. It's yeah. dark.
1: It's very disturbing, and and I have uh, disturbed my cast with the way that I've directed. And yes, I'm, they're they're a little afraid of me. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's it's
3: good. It's fear, a, yeah. fear is good.
1: Well, again, I think I think it's taking Oklahoma City. Uh, I've lived on both coasts. I'm originally from Los Angeles, and I lived in New York and directed in New York for for several years. And giving the Midwest a try, it's it, there are people out there, and you know, in the woodwork, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I think this is going to be hopefully some some entertainment that people can come out and see. Again, it's not your normal. You know, gray haired, no offense to the, there is, a, there is an audience for the, sure. what I call the, the, the gray haired um, theater uh, for the, some of the classics, but you know, there's only so many times you can do of Mice and Men. Yeah, right. sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a classic, it's a Steinbeck, it's a strong play, but you know. Let's do something different. But there, there mm-hmm. needs to be a, a venue for a place for other other. I agree
0: exactly. Now, have you got a, an improv group that you're there's going to be there, or are you creating a, a, a brand new improv? Because there are some in Oklahoma City. I didn't know if you're going to get somebody from here. Or...
1: Yes, actually, we're in talks with uh, uh, OKC Improv. Good, so very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah.
3: good yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're fantastic,
0: and they also do classes as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm guessing the whole plan for Paramount is to beef up the business that you guys are
1: doing there, doing more shows, more improv, more classes, things like that. Exactly. I mean, one of the things that, that I fell in love with is, again, being from Los Angeles, I've got family history in in filmmaking. Uh, I lived for several years, two blocks away from Paramount Studios. And so when I learned about this history, this little bit of Hollywood history here in Oklahoma, I couldn't shy away from it. And uh, Melody and I, like I said, you know, we became acquaintances and, and friends. And... She and I have a very, I think, a, a strong, similar love of history, and we don't want to see Paramount uh, or Film Row, for that matter, change. I'd right. love to be able to see uh, more shops down here. I, the world needs architects. The world needs lawyers. <laughs> I get that, but you know, uh, go to a high-rise. Let's let's have a Film Row, a, a walking street where people can, you know, come down and, and take their families and and see a show, get something to eat or drink, and. Uh, you know, again, it, it, it's entertainment. We've also got a children's theater that's going to be moving in and right. calling it home as well. So, mm-hmm. so something cool. for everybody. And,
0: well, Film Row was, for the longest time, Skid Row. Right. Because this is mm-hmm. where you, I, we used to drive by here very, very quickly to get to Bricktown. Yeah. Okay. We were living up on Classen. <laughs> so it was not a safe place. It's only recently that with, with the introduction of Dead Center mm-hmm. and with the Paramount and with KOSU and other places moving in, have we finally started to build this place up and make it look decent. Yeah. And I right. think that's huge is to bring, we still have to convince people that they can come down here safely. Right. And that's not always easy to
1: do. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, I totally agree. Yeah. And and uh, it's, you know, let's be honest, it's still a little sketchy down here sometimes. I mean, you know, but, uh, but. it's getting better. It's the next big district to, to, you know, to take off. And I think that there's plenty of room. The pie is big enough. Sure. Um, I was talking with the, the manager at, uh, at Joey's Pizza. He and mm-hmm. I have become very good uh uh business acquaintances and and he's excited that we're moving in because it mm-hmm. again it just brings business to everybody yeah. right yeah.
0: and then premiere on on film row hopefully yep. we can get more people down here right. and, and which happens the third friday of every month mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so hopefully get more people down here just to enjoy it because it's a fun place to be on yeah. a, the uh, the third friday yep you know we can Absolutely. have a lot of fun here
3: well and i love the family friendly aspect of it i mean it's one mm-hmm. of those it's bring your kids bring your you know you bring your grandkids it's you know premiere is really kind of you know unique that way Mm -hmm. In that there's plenty to do and there's plenty to appeal to everybody right so i maybe
2: maybe don't bring your kids to mr marmalade no don't bring your kids to mr marmalade you know
3: like no no but uh, uh, yeah those
2: those those kind of block party situations that's exactly Mm -hmm. what they are and if you've got those other options going on Mm -hmm. you know up and down the street then it's um then it's everybody. I mean, we've yes. got a children's, yeah. show, possibly under one roof. We can mm-hmm. go over here exactly. and see a children's show, and the, the people who are not down there with kids
1: can go over here to right. Mr. Marmalade. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody yeah. can come out wide-eyed and impressed. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Absolutely. also in the, in the same venue. I mean, bring your kids to the kids' show on, on Saturday morning at 11 o'clock, and then come back that night with your you know adult mm-hmm. friends and have a drink. and and then go see a, an adult-type show. And yeah, I'm absolutely.
0: guessing that was what I was talking about with breakfast. You, you're going to be letting people know whether or not it's family-friendly, whether it's... Uh maybe you not bring your children to some of these films yeah
1: oh absolutely i mean the 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 descriptions of the films will certainly dictate you know and i and i hope people use their 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 common sense yeah the the adult french film that has the the nakedness and the goofy you know camera angles probably not the best idea to right. bring your kid to that but none of these but, are actually rated by like the motion
0: Picture association so you do, you do have to be a little bit careful correct. read mm-hmm. you know because they're not these are not the MPA has not looked at these and, and rated them G or, or PG, thirteen, or whatever. Right. Homework.
1: What? <laughs> Read a synopsis. I That's actually, ridiculous. have to look
3: on a website.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we might even print paper uh, programs. So. No way. Yeah. But we'll also be sending out PDF, so you'll be able to download the program, download the the synopses, and then we'll have a map of the area, so you can, if you want to, just hang out with the graphic artists. You can go upstairs to Artist Alley and. Go look at images. There'll be comic books. There'll be comic book vendors. So, yeah, it definitely will be, you know, family-friendly on some level, but, you know, not so much on others. And we're yeah. going to try to also—the the, the, the more adult-oriented films will be showing later in the evenings. Sure. Right, at a time when, when children shouldn't be there in the first exactly. place. Now, do
0: you—we talk about comic books, or just vendors in, in general. How, yeah. how are you doing right now as far as getting vendors in to, to sell their wares?
1: You know, it's uh, to be honest, it's been it's been a little difficult. Um, I think vendors, some of the vendors seem to be kind of just I don't want to say set in their ways, but we're a new festival. This is the brand new; it's the inaugural festival. So I think some of the vendors are well. Let's wait and see. You know, before Mm -hmm. we drop twenty or thirty bucks on a table, Mm -hmm. you know, let's see what you guys can do. Um, And that's fair. You know, that's that's fine. We're okay with that. Um, the The other thing is, is uh, you know, I get enough customers already for me to go sit. You know, for eight hours you know a day for three days yeah i can do better if i'm in my shop mm-hmm. so again i understand that too uh but still... they still come
0: from out of town it you've got travel mm-hmm. costs and exactly you've got, you've got exactly
1: so you know i think we'll we'll do better next year i don't want to downplay it we're definitely going to have people there'll definitely be things to look at and people to see and, and artists to talk to and their uh, empire comics will be will be uh, yeah. a big a big yeah. uh, a big part of Frackfest. so we're excited
0: that's
2: wonderful. That's very cool. And you know, I, having vendors is great. Like stuff to buy from stores is great. But I mean, if it becomes more of a, you know, like a haven for the artists, for you know that bring their own wares, mm-hmm. that's pretty great too. I'm, yeah, you know, look well, okay into that.
1: the The idea is to be able to bring the artists, the graphic novels, writers, the 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 whole idea of having the three multimedia aspect of it was to for people to network, and so many. Uh, stories now and films now are all they're, they're taken from games or they're taken from graphic novels comic books and this type of thing so it's an uh, it's a place where people can come and talk and be and 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 you know if you're an artist and you, you maybe you don't have story structure maybe you don't have to you don't know how to put a uh, a character together but you can certainly draw mm-hmm. well guess what uh, I'm a writer and I can't draw a stick figure, so you know this is a place where I can go and meet some people and 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 talk about films, talk about graphic novels, talk about cosplay, talk about uh you know geekdom in in general, and and again place to network and meet like minded people, mm-hmm. and it crosses it crosses the 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 the, the I don't want to say boundaries, but it crosses the multimedia platform. You know we've got filmmakers, we'll have you know people again from around the world that you know can then interact with with Uh, graphic novelists and that type of thing
3: Mm -hmm.
1: so hopefully hopefully it'll be exciting I think it will be
3: well and I think more and more that you know those barriers aren't as solid as they used to be you know I mean I think I think that's the direction things are going is that you know you may be into one thing and then you discover there's a comic book about that or a film about that or you know so I, I, I applaud you in them all to one space.
1: Well, and we're also trying something different too, in that, you know, we're, we we want to recognize women in film. And <gasps> yes. that's not being that done was enough. Another you know? thing
3: I was gonna say. I was reading just a brief explanation of Frackfest mm-hmm. and I um I wanted to applaud your inclusion. Like that is the, the overall tone of the just the mission statement itself. Mm-hmm. And and I again, yay.
1: Well, thank you. So, yeah, we're we're I think that the Again, this is a, an opportunity for us to do something new and different, and let's let's celebrate everybody.
3: Yeah, Let's bring them all in exactly. and get them hooked.
1: right right.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's amazing. how are you surprised sometimes by how much the the geeky pop culture has hooked on when we were kids? You you just didn't. You were forbidden from watching Star Star Trek. Trek. I was. Yeah. (laughs) And nowadays, seeing someone with a Star Trek shirt on or a a Doctor Who or a superhero shirt walking through the mall is just
1: not abnormal anymore. Are you surprised by that? Um, I I guess uh, what surprises me is the age. I mean, I know how old I am. I'm not going to share it, but you know, I wear my you know I wear my T-shirts and I'm proud of them. I don't care, you know. So I think that that's surprising me. You know, we're you're only as young as you feel anyway. That's and I right. think that the the uh seeing families with um sharing their love of, let's say, Star Wars with their kids. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, again, I, I saw Star Wars at least 45 times, right. you know, when it first came out. 19, back when you, you had know, to. Back, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> did go straight to video. It, exactly. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, the movie lasted for, you know, eight months mm-hmm. in the theater, so That's you right. could go see it over and over again, you know. Right. But I think it's great that, that, that families are, 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 adults are sharing that with their kids, and they're, you know, sharing that love of, and I think it probably helps us stay young in some sort of way, Right.
0: I think so. And I think we all, used to be we used to have the word called posers, mm-hmm. where we would put down people who were late to the genre, whatever it was. But at that time, of course, it was like more alternative music. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. do you worry that maybe that there are the old school geeks like us that that not us personally, but others that are our age that are making fun of or, or looking down on the people who are new to this new
1: culture? I think there's again. I think there's room for 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 everything. I mean, I the here on Film Row, the the meeting age is twenties to to early thirties, you know. And and, and uh, there's a lot of there's a very cool hipster vibe that's here. Mm-hmm. And I think there's room for that too. Um, so no, I don't know that I'm 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 worried necessarily. I think I embrace the the opportunity to be able to again cross uh uh cultures I think it's just a it's another aspect of our culture if you will it's another you know I mean you know who knows uh, some uh, you know what professor is going to look back on on this this part of time mm-hmm. you know a hundred and you know fifty years from now and say well that's that's that culture and that becomes mm-hmm. that you know, again just uh, part of our our being.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll say I'll give more, uh, more props to the like the ethos of Frackfest there because I think one reason you don't need to worry about that kind of gatekeeper mentality at Frackfest is it's it's obviously built from the ground up to be very, I mean, um, yeah. What do you got? Come right. show it. You right. know, yeah. um, inclusive, I inclusive. Well, inclusive, absolutely. Yeah, I sure. mean, that gatekeeper stuff is all over the place, but if you build a space where it's not welcome, well, one of you the don't things, have to worry about it as right, much. Right. right,
1: and one of the things we worried about was because we're doing an Ida Lupino Award. Uh, Ida Lupino, for those who don't know, was probably one of the first, uh, aside from Mary Pickford, was one of the first pioneers uh, in, in film. She was uh, started out as an actress. She wanted to be hired. Uh, they wanted, uh, Warner Brothers wanted to sign her for a seven-year contract, and she originally said no. And she said she wanted to make her own films. And so, what she and her husband did, she they started a production company, and oddly enough, it's very, it, the name of the production company was Emerald Productions. So oh, yeah, that's for, fun. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a We'll bit come. Trivial. We'll come back we'll come to that because, that because yeah. I want
2: to ask George about if he's <laughs> got anything, anything in the show, right. uh, uh-huh. and then we can talk about right. why Emerald is kind of interesting to us. Right. Then. So yeah. she,
1: so she went on to direct over uh, almost 200 uh, TV episodes. Everything from *Cannon* to *Manix* to *Gunsmoke*, she was the only person to be uh, act in a *Twilight Zone* episode and also direct a *Twilight Zone* episode. And it was one of cool. my favorite cool. episodes. Very cool. It's you know, for, for those of you who remember the ones with the the mask where they have to wear the mask all night while the old man dies. Oh yeah. Oh. She directed that, and that's one of my favorites. And it's one of the creepiest ones. Yeah, for well. real.
3: Super creepy. And so, yeah.
1: so th- this type of thing, I've I've always been. Not that women are underdogs. I don't want it to sound like that. But I've always, I've always championed the underdog. I've, mm-hmm. always, I've always cheered for the, for the person who has to try a little harder to get where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, in this country, that's, and especially in film, it's very, very difficult for women to, to, to get a, an equal footing. So this is my way of, of, of celebrating that. And w- the dilemma came because we're also celebrating Bob Chin. Who right. is an adult filmmaker right.
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: who, on some level, it could be argued, exploits women. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do we, you know, how do I, you know, the, the, that was the big wrestle that I had. That's how do some I celebrate exciting both? tension, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Right? it does. But uh, having, you know, having, having known Bob for, for many years and, 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 and speaking with him and knowing where he's coming from and, and actually doing interviews of, of, of several adult entertainment celebrities. Not every woman in porn is exploited. Mm-hmm. It's a choice to be there. Mm-hmm. They're making money. This was they're putting themselves through school, law school, whatever. So you know, at what point you know is it true? true are we are they exploiting men who are downloading and taking buying, advantage. And taking yeah. advantage yeah. of that? Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's an argument on both sides, mm-hmm. and so you know. Uh, but Bob was truly an underground filmmaker, and we this is an underground film mm. festival, so we have to celebrate that too. So I think I've I yeah. think I've balanced the two. I hope cool. I have.
3: Yeah. yeah, there you go. And are you, are just out of curiosity, are you going to open him up to a Q and A, like like a, a you know kind of a forum where he can? Yeah, we're actually
1: yeah this? we're actually going to show some clips of of some of his films. We'll have a Q and A prior to his film that we're going to screen, um, and then uh, yeah, so we'll probably have about an hour with Bob and Very uh, cool. yeah talk about some of his films if you saw boogie nights uh the burt reynolds character is based on bob chin uh-huh. and actually there's a uh, they lifted an interview from that bob did with the los angeles herald examiner back in the day and actually used it pretty much verbatim and they split it between the nice. burt reynolds and, and mark Wahlberg characters but yeah, yeah that he was Fantastic. bob that was that was bob Awesome. So will
0: there be other panel discussions there? I think?
1: Yeah, we're going to be doing, uh, like I said, we'll be talking to the, the, the bio, uh, Ida Lupino's biographer. We'll talk about Ida Lupino. There'll also be um, some cosplay panel discussions about uh, okay. how to make costumes, how to make props, that type of thing. Uh, we'll also do some filmmaking panels, crowdsourcing, crowdfunding, that type of thing. So, yeah, there'll, again, there'll be some, some education as well as entertainment. That's wonderful. Did you want to ask him about that?
2: Well, yeah. So uh, I'm going to give give you an opportunity to talk about your own work also, because I was curious. I mean, okay. you can't enter things into your own festival to no. maybe win something. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But yeah. I mean, George is a filmmaker himself. Yeah. He's documentarian. He's. Um, I worked on a film with him last summer. Right. Emerald just Texas. Last summer. A year yeah. Ago. So Emerald Texas, which is uh, which was a lot of fun, and that's why Emerald's kind of like. Hey, hey, there's right. a lot of it was weird. serendipity, you oh, know, yeah. and coincidence that went into the writing and making of that film. So, will you have any of your own stuff in the festival? And whether or not, tell us what else you might be working on right now.
1: Um, as for the festival, it seems so self-serving, doesn't it? I know, it? I know. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm shying away from it. But <laughs> you're not the first person to ask. So clearly, people want to see the stuff. Um, see my films, and that's uh, that. That and that says that that means a lot to me. So uh, perhaps we'll just. I don't know. I
2: mean, it feels like there's a space. It, you don't want to set it completely apart, like it, like it's more special. But saying this is the organizer's work. To give you an idea of why the organizer wanted to make this thing in the first place. I don't know. It's another balance you'd have to find. Sure, sure, sure.
1: And maybe, you know, I know I've won awards for my films, but at some level it's just opening myself up to criticism. (laughs) Really? This is your film festival? This is crap. What are you doing? (laughs) Your film Especially since you own the
0: place, so you
1: could the very next week screen your own (laughs) own stuff. Absolutely. uh, And
3: people might be beating down the door to See there them.
1: have been people that have asked, yeah. This so. weekend,
2: FrackFest. Yeah. Next weekend, the George Adams <laughs> the Ego Stroke. stroke. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Welcome.
1: Come on, come on, the world. Exactly. Exactly. That's so, uh, no, I'm working right now I'm on, uh, I've got uh, a couple of ideas that are, that are floating around and, and I'm putting some scripts together. Uh, uh, as, a, as a producer, I've got, you know, uh, a variety of, of projects in various stages of development so yeah there's always something right now i'm directing the play mr marmalade so we'll we'll stick with that for now everyone should watch emerald texas it's a
2: lot of fun and not just because i'm in it um but partly but partly. and uh, where where can anyone see emerald texas currently
1: right now it's it's uh, we debuted we premiered at the riverside international film festival a few months ago Mm. and we're waiting to hear back from other film festivals so once that once it's made the circuit, then we'll then we'll figure out how to. So you're gonna tease us,
3: and then we can't just I'm so run sorry. home and, no. and watch. Blame me. You can
1: watch the trailer. You can see the trailer at EmeraldTexasMovie.com. Yeah.
3: I'll just watch it. out.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. in that too. Yeah. Josh, glad, I'm glad Josh, Josh
4: brought up the uh, your work, George. I'm a yeah. huge TV geek. That's kind of my thing, and I noticed on your IMDb that you've done some really awesome, kind of geeky. TV stuff, yeah. Which I, okay. You, you were people don't. I don't know if they know you were on Seinfeld, Friends. Yeah. yeah. You were on maybe the best show HBO has ever produced, Deadwood. Deadwood. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really? a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: I was an extra, but I mean, I, you know, sure. I didn't have. I didn't have. But did lines. you get
4: to feel like you got to be on the set and you got to kind of experience the essence of? Oh like, sure, what the, sure.
1: And well, that's also one reason why I did it. I mean, there's no better film school than to be, than to pick up a camera and start shooting. So you know, in my downtime, uh, I made money as an extra. Uh, and I would sit and, and talk with gaffers and talk with you know assistant ads whoever would you know take the time to talk to me. Mm-hmm. It was a little difficult, especially on Deadwood, because I was dressed as a as a <gasps> as a prospector. But uh, you know, it's a little <laughs> difficult to take me seriously. Um, it's probably difficult to have those conversations in authentic frontier gibberish. Sure, exactly. <laughs>
2: Dude,
3: dress for the right. job you love, Plays or you want. Yeah, I exactly.
1: Right, right, right. And uh, but watching, um, oh, who was the? What was his name? He did um, NYPD Blue Mar- Marish. What's his? What's, oh, doggone it. No, the name's escaping me. Anyway, but to watch him work and the, to, to be on set. Uh, Melch, David Milch? Thank you. There you, there you go. go. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Pulled it out. Um, yeah to so watch him work and to be two feet away from him and and hearing him explain to the cinematographer or to uh, one of the actors what it is he was trying to get across and basically it was lawlessness in the in the west and how law because he was he was a, he's a former attorney how law became what it became and mm-hmm. why it became uh, uh, whether it was through uh, because of building permits or or you know um, gold mining and, and and so on so to listen to that and then talk about camera placement and then watching the cinematographers set up the lights and 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 hearing the the uh all of the terms you know i mean there's no better i think there's no better film school than to to be be working so that was part of it i worked on deadwood for for two seasons and it was a lot of fun very cool there's a lot paid of bucks 500 good. bucks a day <laughs> to get dressed up like a prospector and yeah. walk through horse I pit. have to
3: ask given a choice uh-huh. being behind the camera behind the scenes versus on camera do you, do you have a preference or Yeah, I'll paraphrase. Do you take something away from I
1: think you take something away from, from both. From yeah. But I'll paraphrase George Clooney. It's it's better to be the 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 painter than the than the one who's being yeah. painted. Mm-hmm. You know. He likes being behind the camera as well. Uh there's something to be said I think for both. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. and 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 each mm, uh, each one is a kind of a different animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Um, I've directed shows and I've actually been in
0: shows and I right. I kind of like both. It just depends on what the role it, it is. It kind of depends on what, what it is, right? What I'm doing, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun to direct but it's also fun to be on stage and be a star for every now sure. and then. As well. right.
1: Sure. Sure. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock, he he again I'm paraphrasing but he referred to actors as puppets and I don't think he meant that in a bad way. I think that he meant that uh, you could pull strings. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so for for me, it's it's always been about creating and evoking emotion, whether that be a laughter, whether that be anger, whether that be you know, sadness. What kind of emotion can I pull out of an audience? And so uh, I started out as an actor. I started out, I, I was at Groundlings at the, uh, in Los Angeles. Um, but I'm not, I'm, I don't have the Brad Pitt looks. And I would go out to auditions and I'd be, you know, one of, you know, 50 60 guys and I knew I wasn't going to get the part. All right. And then I was in a show where the director was just the worst. He sat in the back row and ate M&Ms and he would just say do it again. Well, where's the direction, buddy? Where's my, you know, where's my, you know, uh, what's my motivation? And yeah. and so that's when I decided I could do better. Yeah. And, well, I and think
0: Puppets yeah. is a great because because also especially in film, a lot a lot more I think in film than in stage because in stage yes, you're you're directing them, but they have to get up there and act whereas in film it depends on how you edit, sure. what kind of music you sure. put in there. There mm-hmm. are things that you can do to the film once it's already been shot mm-hmm. to elicit emotion, probably more so even than you can
1: on the stage. Right. Yeah. And, and and stage is, it's, the beauty of stage for me is that once the performance is done, it's gone. It's, right. You know, <coughs> it's, it's off in the ether and, yeah, and never to be seen. It's yeah.
3: ephemeral, yeah.
1: Right. So, but but again, I think that for me, working with the uh, in this cast, they're all twenty somethings, and uh, so it's 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 been a lot of fun. It's been freeing because the play does have uh, um, adult language. It has adult situations. There's sex in it. There's uh, just just all of this type of stuff that a lot of people that uh, might find difficult to talk about. But here I am with, with half a dozen, dozen, 20 somethings, and there's no problem talking about boobs. There's no, you know, and it's just all, okay, well, and this, you know, as you cross, you know, lift the boobs up and, and you're, you're going up to, to have sex. Oh, okay. Yeah. Done. no 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 Hang-ups, no
3: no, you know exactly behind the hand
4: exactly will their parents be in the front row or the right (laughs) that's what i'm wondering yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be that's up to them that's up to them (laughs) yeah
1: that's up to them but yeah no there's there's groping there's all kinds of fun stuff and that's the way it's written we're not you know we're not we're adding a few things but you know, that's the way it's written. And so, uh, but for me, again, it's 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 that challenge of creating something off of a two-dimensional page and making it three-dimensional, something that that's tangible, that you can see, smell, hear. Uh, you, know, you can't touch. Uh, you can look. Right. So, you know.
3: Well, and there's not a massive editorial process. I mean, it is...
1: Right, right. What you see is what you get, right. which
3: is something so pure about live theater that... Right. Oh, yeah, know, right. ...film...
1: Yeah, the one drawback for me, though, is that, that it, it will find a life it's, of its own, and that's fair. The first show is probably the best it will ever be. It'll be the closest to the way that the director, for me anyway, wanted it. Um, after that, it it does take on a life of its own. And then it depends on each audience, too. Mm-hmm. Every audience is different. Every audience is is organic, and it's different, and it's they're going to laugh in different places, and... and uh, you know so and and the energy will be different and therefore the yeah. cast will say sure. something different and it's live theater things will go bump things may come crashing down and they'll have to deal with you know it mm-hmm. just happens yeah that's it's and theater.
0: it's never you never have the same show no, every show exactly. is always different and uh, as directors once you're done with that first show you're hands off now it belongs completely Definitely. and utterly to the cast which yep. is again different from film right. once it's shot you still have plenty of control of that right. of that film that you can do right. all well, even mm-hmm. after you release, if you're George Lucas, you can still play oh, yeah. for right. <laughs> yeah. decades. Right, totally rewrite later, the decades. canon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, is it difficult for you to relinquish that control? Like, do you find you've had that's been a learning curve, um, um, or or do you particularly enjoy that experience of kind of letting it be its own animal, of yeah. just watching that animal evolve after you've, you know, kind of taken the hands off, not. Right, totally, but right. after you've kind of had to let it evolve into its own thing. Right,
1: no, I, I think from the beginning I tried to be very cognizant of once it's up, it's up, and mm-hmm. I think that also comes from being an actor myself. Yeah, you know, I've been told right. that my auditions are are so casual and so laid not laid back, but easy on actors that they love the audition process with me because I make them feel at ease. Um, and I get that every single audition mm-hmm. I do. I get somebody coming up afterwards saying, oh my God, that was the best audition I've ever done. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Please let me know when you have another show uh, just so I can come audition.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, so that's that's positive. But relinquishing, I mean, I'll give notes. I'll stay and watch because I want to see, for me, I like sitting in the audience or I'll, I'll sit in the, in the light booth and listen to the audience. Where did they laugh? Mm-hmm. Where did yes. somebody make some sort of remark? Where did somebody lean over and tell somebody something? Mm-hmm. Um, where were snickers? Where were the awes? Where were the mm-hmm. you know those types mm-hmm. of things? And that way, it tells me as a director. Oh, that worked. Oh, that fell flat. That didn't mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, and it's probably a little intimidating for the actors, but I try to make the speech my closing. You know, the the last. Uh, uh, speech of the of, of the rehearsal process is its its own, and I hand the reins over to the stage manager, and the stage manager calls the shots from then on. And yeah, you'll see me around, but you know I'm not I'm not the boss anymore. I'm just, I
0: don't you I know. don't want to
1: get back to practice, but mm-hmm. Mr. Marmalade runs when uh, we open the first weekend of September. So what is that, the fourth, fourth and fifth, the first weekend of September? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that yeah. Labor, so Day so yeah, Labor, Day Day. Labor Day, Labor Day, Day weekend? Yeah, Labor Day weekend. And how long does that run for? Three weekends. We, Three weekends. we close the what is it, the nineteenth? I think that's
0: yeah. right. Come yeah. down to Film Row, watch the show for three weeks, and then come back for Fest and Right, exactly. <laughs> every night. Yeah, every night there's every something night. going. on. Yeah, yeah. Every weekend night, that's the idea. There's going to be something I going think. on. Yeah. September 19th might be the next premiere, so you could come yeah. down to
1: premiere yeah. and yeah. go see that. Yeah. So. Have
3: yeah. you Have you checked out Premiere? I mean, obviously. Oh, I'm here every.
1: Yeah, I've been here for the last uh, four of them, I think. All uh-huh. summer. Yeah, I've been Very here cool. all summer. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. cool. Passing out flyers and and talking about the the, the building and, yeah. Trying to raise awareness of, mm-hmm. of, of who, what's going to be there and the films that we're showing and that type of thing. Back to right. FrackFest, sure. will you actually have a cosplay contest? That's the, that's the plan. That's part of the, the uh, fashion show, I think, that we're going to be doing. Yeah, cool. It'll, it'll be audience participation. I'll get to vote on, on, on uh, the sketches and, and that type of thing. I'm kind of a newbie when it comes to the cosplay, I have <laughs> to admit. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm handing that over to somebody else, but I'll definitely be there watching.
0: It's it's an awesome. I love cosplay. I I can't do it myself. I've never been able to. Right. I appreciate it though. I love people who are willing to do go
1: all out and create those kinds of. I tried being a pirate or, once upon a time, you know, but I can't because <laughs> my glasses. I just don't. It, you know, I, the hey, period hey, gets lost. Pirates
3: you know? have glasses. Yeah, well, not the, like mine. The mine accountant. Are too the accountant. You know, in <laughs> the, the a, in accountant? the bowels they, of the they, sure
1: they, they, they would count. Wait, the Wait, what's that? Wait, they would count the booty.
3: I...
2: <laughs> this is a Monty Python sketch, right? Which yeah, one is yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: a Little bit about me. I was actually going to to uh, focus my anthropological studies on piracy, on on because there's it, it has a fascinating, you know, history. Right. But then I found out they don't sing and dance like. like and
2: that's come no, no. out. Yeah. Well, well seriously, listen, if like, they're not singing and dancing like, pirates. Yeah. What the Pirates of
3: Penzance is like no my my family's canon if you will <laughs> like we can quote it at any moment it's princess bride and oh sure that mm-hmm. so i joke that once i found out they don't sing and dance i was treasure utterly Island. let oh, down that's not history right Ridiculous. you know i can't do an anthropological study on on ec- extremely on violent you know yes. yeah exactly i was right. like i'm singing dancing happy pirates that right. but uh Anyway, that's too much you need about Cultivate me.
2: your love for sea shanties already. Just I, sort that out.
3: Oh, you should see my iPod. Like <laughs> I have a whole like I have a whole section devoted to just sea gig, shanties. Gigs of sea shanties. I have, the, hearties, I have the I have the Johnny home. Depp produced double volume featuring, you know, uh just various stars interpreting.
2: I didn't even know that was a pirate song. I, I want oh. it now. Yeah. Um, oh, well, next, let's go to LA. What is his I'll name? introduce you to the pirates I'm, that I used to hang out with. I'm, I'm totally, <laughs> totally blanking to on this
3: particular. No, I pirates. I don't know. And I'm particularly <laughs> blanking on this. You know, I
1: went to Putnam City what High School, where? and I
0: was actually a pirate. In oh, yeah, you, you were. And, you know, that.
3: I'm super jealous of that to the point where I scour thrift stores to find a yeah. T-shirt from there. When I just could hit up my brother and be like, Hey, do you have anything in my size? Which, you know it's my brother's plus our colors were orange and
0: black so that was cool right we were
2: halloween high we're talking about doing a tabletop episode of this podcast so um i know i knew a little bit of what you guys were doing tabletop at frackfest do you have Uh some more detail you would like to share
1: i I don't johnny's been in charge of that he's got um like i said i know we're 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 gonna be doing uh, a marathon type of game where, we're, where, where there'll be tiered levels and oh, each yeah, table yeah, yeah. will have a winner and then it'll, you know, it'll... Uh,
2: yes, there's a com- like competitive oh, Yeah, Dungeons a competitive and dragons, Dungeons basically. and Dragons. Exactly. Um,
1: so, is that okay,
0: wow, game wow mouth-dropping. Really? That would be so totally great cool. Right? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to I do
3: that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, I wish yeah. you could Wait, see the collective you expressions. Right. You uh, can. You oh, can you, have you have do do can. Because yeah. yeah. everybody kind of went, what? Yeah,
2: and are you guys still doing a lot of fiasco? There was talk about doing Fiasco. Fiasco is like a, I almost want to do that for our, for our, the prep for our episode. It's basically, um, it's set up to be like a one shot. You build it from scratch to be one of those Coen brother type movies where desperate people make a ridiculous plan and things go completely off the rails. I mean, that's so it felt very at home with the film, you know, aspect of the thing. Right. Are you still, is there still a LARP in the works?
1: <sighs>
2: no, uh, okay, uh, no, that's no. all right. Yeah.
4: Maybe I, next, there maybe next year, there was just chat about yeah, it. There was, was chat like, about you know. it. Yeah. Maybe next we, year, next
1: year. We've, we've, we've unfortunately had to put a lot of things saying, Oh gosh, we'd love to. So uh, so okay, next year, next next year. Plans. let's yeah. see that's where right. we're, you know, yeah. let's see what we can do this year. And, and you know, yeah, make there's bigger nothing plans for
3: wrong with bigger and better. Do we have the hours
1: Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Oh, I'd have to look them up. Yeah, I do. It's going to be Friday evening. I think we're starting at 4. The okay. first film uh, is at uh, 6 and to kick us off. And then it's going to be from 10 until 1 on Saturday, 10 a.m. until 1 a.m. in the morning mm-hmm. Sunday. And then we're going to kick it off Sunday morning, uh, I think at 10 again, and go until 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. And how much? Uh, we're asking uh, if you go online. That should become live here in the next day or two. You can buy uh, an all-access pass for... $25, day pass for 10 And then oh. at the door, it'll be $30 for an all-access pass, $15 for the day pass. That's Very wonderful. cool. Oh, and we're going to have to close Frackfest. it. Dot
4: com?
3: Can I get a work note from yes. you?
1: Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: Frackfest takes sure place uh, what is it, October 2nd through the 4th, 4th. Mm-hmm. on Film Row. Mm-hmm. You can find out more information on the interwebs at frackfest.org. I got is that frackfest or frackfest mm-hmm. or, frackfest.org or frackfest.com. Or frackfest.org. That's org. what frackfest I've written down. Yes. So no. um, we're going to have to close, like I said, close it down right now. George Adams, thank you very no. much for
1: joining oh, us. Oh, it's been it my wonderful. pleasure. This has been great. Let's do it again. Yeah, let's so that's frackfest.org, but you're
2: also on Twitter, both, right. as, yes, it, both I mean, as yourself and for Frackfest. Do you want to share those with yes. us? Yes, go ahead.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm, uh well you are at Fractfest. At Frackfest, film, at F-R-A-C-K-F-E-S-T. Right. And you are I'm so bad at... Rem- is Filmmaker OKC? Yeah. OK, okay I, Filmmaker. At OK Filmmaker. I have filmmaker. to say, I
1: don't do a lot of tweeting. That's I'm more right. an yeah, Instagram well, we person. Do. We so do. all the twi- Oh, are you also at OK Filmmaker on Instagram? OK Filmmaker 405. Filmmaker 405 on Instagram. Filmmaker I don't think you're
4: just an OK Filmmaker, George. I think you're a great... Oh, <laughs> see what he did there? Who says <laughs> nice. self-esteem? So much. I nice. appreciate it.
2: Way to kiss his butt. There you go. All right. And uh, all of that probably based off the Emerald Texas trailer. I mean, come on. All right.
3: <laughs> can, yeah, and can we link it to the? Yes. Sure, yeah, to we'll do. Yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. we will attempt give people a taste with the
0: magic uh, Facebook page. What, I'm sorry. sorry, we can put that we can put on our Okie Geek podcast yes, Facebook
1: absolutely.
4: page.
3: Right? absolutely, yeah. so
4: the word. I'm gonna Michael, I'm going to save this recording to your device. If you want to upload that to YouTube or Facebook, we can use this video in other platforms. Yeah, right.
0: We'll have to share that and let everyone know about that.
3: Actually, see us in real. We nice. actually what we really look like. irl okay, yeah.
0: Picture. Yeah. Frightening. yeah frightening
3: all frightening. of us behind microphones hidden in our basement <laughs>
0: that's why we do this yeah uh, we have the face for radio so that's our show <laughs> <laughs> Not you can at find all. us at twitter at, at okie geek podcast you can also like our new facebook page okie geek podcast and send us an email with comments to okie geek podcast at gmail.com of course we'll be putting the periscope uh, on our Twitter and Facebook at Oki Geek Podcast. You can also find us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And where can people find you, Chase?
4: I am at Chase Harvick on Twitter, I really everywhere, just Chase Harvick. I'm unoriginal. Devin. <laughs> He's not unoriginal. That's not original. That's easy to find. He's just straightforward yeah. and easy
3: to find, which is fantastic on Um, I am the difficult one. I am W-U-V as in Victor, V as in Victor A, and that will get you pretty much everywhere that I have an internet presence.
2: Gosh. At Joshua Unruh, I'm also going to continue my light pimpage of plane because we are now on <sighs> iTunes it as well so as fun. Stitcher and SoundCloud. And uh, we are gearing up for our second episode. That will fill the space till Supergirl actually comes on the air. I can't and wait. It you is should, fantastic. We are at girlsplain.com. It's Ooh. a work in progress, but it's there. And it's totally worth visiting for some – we got immediate Twitter conversation about – Rushing superheroes past their teen years that turned into some really good conversation that we storified. So check it out. Check it out. Wonderful.
0: And George, we're gonna go back to you again one more time. Tell people where they can find you. Sure. Uh,
1: Filminginc.com. F i l m i n g i n c dot com. Filminginc.com and Frackfest.org. Thank you.
0: Fantastic. And uh, you can find me at KOSU Michael C. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Also rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, for Chase Harvick, Devin Green, Joshua Unruh, and George Adams, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.